Hi everyone and welcome back to the Digi Tavern Podcast. This is Databots and we're jumping right in into episode 30. Thank you for listening. Barkeep, pour me a drink. Hey Bart, spin that shit. How you been, Jason? What's going on, guy? I am doing just fine. Today we are on doing we're doing our podcast with with video cameras, so I can see your face. Yeah, I can see when you're not paying attention, and vice versa. <laughs> so, whatever, it's better this way. This is the way we should always be doing podcasts. Yeah, should we got to get used to it, the face? You know, face by what do you call it? Face to face. FaceTime. <laughs> Um, I also have a new mic, so if I sound a lot better, awesome. I think you might have heard it if you did listen to our previous episodes or kind of our welcome back stream or welcome back podcast that we had. Yep. Which was, which was so good. It sounded so good. Like, did you listen to it at all? I haven't. I haven't, but I will. It's It's, short. It is short, but it sounds so good. Like... The new mic, the the confidence that's flowing from you now sounds so good. Heck yeah. I was like, dang, right. this dude sounds sexy. Let's talk about myself. Oh uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so on this episode, uh, real quick, I think we're going to get into Cyberpunk because that was the game that we were really hyping up before anything you know, happened and we kind of stopped. Pretty much, yeah. So I think we should start with Cyberpunk, and then if we we're transitioning to some Dallas gaming news. But before bit. all that, um, just real quick, what are you drinking and what have you been playing, man? Um, so that's actually a really good question. Drinking wise, I've hit a rut. I've not had anything new, except I will say this: I just this week. I started buying new beers, mixing uh, sixes at work, and uh, I've been trying some porters from like local porters, and uh, I've had a, some pretty good ones. Uh, I don't remember the names of the breweries or even what they are, but uh, I've had some. I've had two good porters lately, and uh, I'm. I don't. I don't even feel like it's porter season, but I mean I'm enjoying it. I mean I'm. It's nice, dark. You know, thick pint of like porter it's, it's really good uh, as far as games are concerned um up until this point i was for, for during the hiatus played a lot of minecraft like it was just the thing that got me through like covid honestly next to like pokemon and and animal crossing but right now like i've been playing a ton of valheim i put a hundred hours into our game of the podcast which is cyberpunk and uh, I've got a lot to say on the topic, so I'm ready to talk about that. What about yourself? Uh, me, I have been drinking. Honestly, I've been on like a Mexican beer kind of thing. 
just been going Modelo, Dos Equis, Corona. <laughs> I'm just kind of going, going in that circle. Corona. They're just, they're just refreshing for me right now. And I like, I know some people don't like putting lime and salt on their beer and stuff. I enjoy taking my time with like a beer and doing it. So I have been doing that. I have a few right now. I'm going to try this quench quencher beer that I got from one of my friends, one of our biggest supporters of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And so you'll hear that popping off at a random time. That's what I'll be drinking. As far as what I've been gaming, I want, I don't want to really go back into what I've been gaming like in the past six months because I kind of went through a lot of things. But lately, I was playing uh, Death Stranding, so yeah, that game's the most fresh in my mind. Amazon Simulator. Uh, sure. <laughs> there's, there's, uh, Amazon delivers bodies, and okay. Give it time. <laughs> Give it time. <laughs> so yeah, and then today I picked up the Division. Uh, I was already talking shit about the UI. Of course. Like, so... <laughs> as soon as you installed it. As soon as I installed it, that's it. Like, I didn't even check the difficulty. I just went to, can I change the UI? And there's <laughs> stuff you could turn off and Compass, stuff you map, can't. UI, comments, bullet, bullet count, damage. You can't turn off damage. That's why I'm really disappointed. <laughs> and you can't turn off, like, this XP thing that pops up when you kill somebody. So Look, that's they, fucking... they are augmented human beings. Like they're not. They just have a. I saw the movie on Amazon Prime. They just got like a, a <laughs> contacts. That that's that's part of the augmentation. Uh, whatever. But yeah, that's Immersion. it. Version. That's about all I've been playing. I'll talk about that maybe next week because I might play a little bit more this week. Nice. And then I'll probably cycle back into the regular routine. Destiny. Ooh. Elder Scrolls Online. I'm not there yet. <laughs> so, I might, I've been feeling getting uh, p- getting back into Witcher because I know you finished it, at least part of it. So, I finished it. I just, well. The DLC. I completed the story. We had a whole discussion about what <laughs> finishing is. Uh, I completed the, sto- the main story. Uh, I want to get back into the DLC. And I think it's a good time to get back into the DLC. Or I might just hold off until like towards the n- new season that comes out. Ride that high? Yeah, hell yeah. So, that might happen. Maybe October or something, I'll pick it up. I feel that. All right, cool, man. So, let's get into the topic. Uh, We both played Cyberpunk. Um, Enter Cyberpunk music here. Let's 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 start from the top here because you and I both have been looking forward to this game. I think we've both been looking forward to talking about this game for months now because let's let's like pull the curtain behind the scenes here because we've gotten to heated arguments about what Cyberpunk is isn't what it failed to do and what it will never be. Like we've had arguments to this point and and along with our our other buddy from our Digi Tavern uh, Discord We've gotten into arguments about this game. I don't want to get into that conversation right now because that's a conversation for a more fueled you 
And Plus, you don't got your backup right now. So No, I don't need my backup right now. <laughs> I don't need backup. I've got proof. But I want to get into like what got us excited about the game from the beginning and what it did well for people like us. Like the people who play the game from a lore perspective and from an immersion perspective. I want to get into that kind of conversation. So with that, let's get with let's get into the game and main topic of our Digi Tavern podcast this week, Cyberpunk 2077. Fredo? Yeah. How many hours did you put into Cyberpunk 2077? Uh, I could pull it up real quick. Uh how many did you while I'm pulling this up? I got like 90-ish hours, like 90.8 or something like that. So just okay. about 100. I, I round it to 100 because there's a lot of saved, unsaves that I did. I did 49 hours and zero minutes. Right on the nose. Yep. So with with this game, like we looked forward to this game because it's like a futuristic-based world. That's a cyberpunk-based world that is about basically, I, I, I don't know, I, I'm kind of jaded with cyberpunk. What do you think cyberpunk was supposed is about? Well, you're pretty much your character's V, right? And he kind of gets implanted with this old person's uh, chip. Because in cyberpunk, there's augmentations, humans can make themselves freaking silver if they want like one of the chrome them out yeah chrome chromed out uh they could you know change an arm eyes augmentations to your hand make you better at shooting like it's the future right people are just just going all out one of the things i didn't notice in that game like there's very rare if i if at all any people that aren't augmented in one little bit mm -hmm. so i don't know maybe just night city is like the place to be if you're that type of person yeah but yeah the story so he gets that implanted he sees johnny silverhand's past and then it kind of gets corrupted because it's kind of like a prototype type uh chip and so he starts getting taken over by this other guy right so the story is him trying to get his sanity back basically you're trying to get this guy out of his mind so that's like a you know that's as far as I've gotten. Yeah. But that's the main story. You're just kind of trying to get back to who you were. Right. Um, yeah. And I think... Which, no, go ahead. Which the guy, he was just kind of an outlaw. Johnny Silverhand? No, V. Oh, well, that... Like you that, rarely see his past. He's just kind of like... I feel like yeah, that's up to you, though. Like, I, I feel like it, it is what you want it to be because, you know, you do have three options, like Nomad, uh, Street Kid, and Corpo. So it is kind of like a, you know, kind of make your own background. But it is a it is a fixed background background where it's like Corpo and Street Kid are, they're, honestly, they're both Street Kids because the Street Kid and the Corpo one, it becomes a street kid. You be guy, yeah. you become you go from street kid to corpo back to street kid, and with the nomad one, I don't really know. I've not played that in that introduction. Yeah, I uh, feel like those guys are just like the nut. Just yeah. do whatever you want. Yeah. So so cyberpunk really was this game that kind of preached this like ever growing and ever changing kind of environment that's RPG based. It's a it's an action based shooter, 
but it it you know it had a lot of high expectations because of the delays because of the announcements the developer too the developers because of the celebrities that endorsed the game and because Witcher was such a crazy success and it was just a, a huge game for a lot of people and we're not going to really talk about like the reception of it because like we said this is not that podcast not yet but we want to talk more about like what that game did for us for people who are like us that play from a lore perspective and from an immersion perspective and night city cyberpunk 2077 is super rich with lore and content um so why don't you kind of take us and introduce us to your character and how you got to play your character how you get to feel for your character and what the game did to kind of bring that character to life more for you as you played it all right so i picked uh corpo my character just because just because that's what i decided way before the game even came out that i was gonna do just because i want to wear a nice suit and shit in the game which is a lot harder to do than i thought but yeah anyway so my character you know he starts off as working for the corporation arasaka uh and like right away you start like just now mentioning arasaka like you know you know who we're talking about right so they do a good job of establishing what corporations are what kind of gangs there are um like right now we can name off some of the gangs and like the you know, like they, it, it did a good job of really setting the city, setting who you are. You're a street kid, or you know, you're a corpo, you're a nomad. You, you are part of a gang. You know, the, the, uh, they did a good job of kind of establishing the world, the city. Which I think one of the things they said is they, they're really wanting to establish a city where you you feel like you're living there. Yeah. So my guy, uh, you know how I play. When I first started playing, I was just walking everywhere, <laughs> just getting, soaking in the city, uh, seeing a lot of stuff, like people interacting with you. Uh, I'd know, I think at first, like, you were just, this is more of a bug in the game where you'd walk up to people and they would, like, say shit to you <laughs> mm-hmm. which in real life you walk by people they don't even talk to you right right so i think they did fix that so later on it's not like uh normal rpgs where everyone's like suddenly paying all the attention to you like you're just another person in the city yeah so i think they did a pretty good job at that but really the most uh immersive i ever got was interacting with the phone like the, all the messages that you would get from like people and how you ignored them? No, I didn't ignore them. Like <laughs> how you can actually have conversations with people and like they'll yeah. reply, and if you can ignore them if you want, and then they'll message you or they'll call you again. Yeah, you know. And uh, I thought that was cool. Uh, There's one one thing where, you know, you get with one of the NPCs because there's romance options, and just random times they'll text you oh, like, "Hey, yeah. I miss you." Forgot about Mission, that. You yeah. should come hang out, you know, whenever you can. I want to I wanna have a date or whatever. And you can go over there and you just have a date with them, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I forgot about that. Or you can reply, like, yeah, you know, you get to choose how you reply. You could be an asshole and say, I, I don't care. I'm busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you could say stuff like, yeah, I can't wait to see you again, you know? 
<laughs> so I thought that, I thought that was pretty cool, and it, it makes the people feel you know alive. Yeah, yeah. Because it'll sure. be random times like too, like you'll be in the middle of gunshot and you'll get a did it. <laughs> I can't talk right now, you know. Uh, That's a good point. Yeah. So that, as far as like you know, immersion, I think I I still don't know if it was a good idea to go first person or third person, because I still feel immersed in, in third person, and they said that they went first person just for the immersion, to yeah. really get people to feel immersed. So I don't know if that was more like a, an excuse because they know how the performance. You know, if you're, if you're rendering a lot of people at the same time behind you, in front of you, and beside you, it's going to tax your system a little more than if you're just yeah. looking forward, right? The way that they, the, the magic that they do behind in game devs that I really have no clue about, but I know a little to talk about it, a little bit. So I think that's why they did that, um, because it really doesn't, it does help with the immersion, but then to me it kind of kills it a little bit because you never really see the stuff that you're wearing or the cosmetics. Like none of that stuff really yeah. makes sense. Yeah, that's true. When it's all like, like that. Like when it's all, especially because they have so much of it, mm -hmm. right? So I always thought that was kind of lame. They should have left the third person or given give the option if they could. But it is what it is. As far yeah. as the lore in the game, they do a great job of it. They had all this stuff like coming up to the game just to get you. You could watch YouTube videos. You could buy that book that I think you have in your hand. Mm -hmm. You could. They did a. They just. They released as much content out there for it's you possible. to like yeah. kind of read up on and and know about the lore beforehand. And even when the game, right? There's a lot of. Uh, there's data that you it's can a ton of through. stuff. Yeah ton of lore that you can go through even like the people that you meet you know they kind of talk about their past and yeah they feel alive like especially like that uh like jackie the ex jackie or the ex arasaka guy yeah like uh, uh hiromi you, you find hiromi you find out about his background and and how he's kind of like ashamed and you see his progression mm -hmm. he comes out like fucking you know in a suit and shit and later on he's like all bummed out and shit like yeah and you know especially with i forget his name damn hector was it which Vince, one it's your main main partner jackie jackie god damn it you just said it. yeah <laughs> for, for some reason i was thinking jackie was that one chick the one with the overalls and no the no that's what's her face i forgot her name I never got to her, so I never remember her name. But, she's yeah. uh, she's a good character. But yes, the with Jackie's progression and how he gets more comfortable with what he's doing, and he's all like, "Let's do this," you know. So they do kind of have a good lore explanation and all that. Um, so that's my thoughts on that. Uh, what about yours? Do you think they do a good job with the lore? I think that with the lore, they did a really, really good job. I think that's the high point of this game because, like you said, that there was a lot of stuff that came out, like the YouTube series that introduced the gangs and neighborhoods of Night City was really, really cool because it gave you an an idea of of who you might want to be with or who you might want to work with, and I, I think that that was my misconception misconception with that part. Like that, 
that that's what that was for you know for you to get introduced with these these gangs of the night city so that you can you know find out who you want to kind of team up with beforehand and uh it wasn't really it's not really like that um but the books that they came out with like the 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 um the cyberpunk lore book which is pretty much the same as the witcher lore book it's just full of content it's full of stuff and it's like it is really, really cool to see that and really uh, nice to have that because it makes all of it, it just gives you the content that you need to start the game from a well-informed place so that when you're making your character, your character is already somewhat built in you before you actually make that person. And plus, you know, the uh, the customizable wieners, you know, that, that was really cool too. <laughs> Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, so the uh, customizer, we- customizable wieners. Oh, dude, I, I forgot about the schlongs. <laughs> Let's be for real. This is the money question for the night, or for the for the podcast. Cut or uncut? <laughs> On the wiener? Oh, I went. I think I went with the cut. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my like... my real question is: Did you ever go to the female one? I did. I did. I did. I wanted to. Bush explore. or no bush? Bush. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> natural, homie. Uh, you know that's the, the thing though. Like when that when that stuff came out, like, and this is like a conversation that I want to have in the future because when Cyberpunk came out, like I know it was such a big deal. It was a, such a hyped up game, and people were equating it to No Man's Sky because of the way its reception was. And, and like, we'll get into that again. But, I mean, like, I, a thing that I've been thinking about lately this past week is games like Cyberpunk. And I want to have a full-blown conversation about this. But I feel like it was a – it's things – it's moments like that. It's moments like, like customizing customizing your, your genitalia and, and having all the early bugs and, and junk and hype for Cyberpunk 2077 that we're transitioning in video games to trends and to fads. Like right now, today, Pokemon Snap, uh, Ratchet and Clank, and Resound, or, or what's the new PS5 game that came out? Returnal? Returnal. Yeah. Like, I again, we'll have this conversation another day, but I feel like it's just a, a trend. It's just a fad. And at back at that point, Cyberpunk did such a good job of like really embracing the fact that like a lot of people were just hopping on Cyberpunk, whether it was because they wanted to experience the the bugs, the glitches, the the, the terribleness that was the game in its early stages, or just to customize your genitalia and be able to say you did it. But I mean, like they really went for it, and and those were the cool things that made Cyberpunk Cyberpunk. And I mean, that that really I don't know if that really made my character feel alive, but it definitely changed my experience for the game. So, like, as I kind of enter the game and start playing, you know, I I made my character look like a full blown street kid because that's what I wanted. I wanted a a dude from the streets who was going to, like, come up, rise up and do the thing. And I wanted to see it happen. And I gave him 
you know, I gave him like a, a Night City Uptown fade. It looked like a man bun, and he had like go teeth and grill, and he had cybernetics in his in his in his head. Because in my mind, you know, this is a street kid. Like he wants yeah. to do what he wants to do, and you know, in the night in the streets of Night City, everyone's chromed out. Like you've got you've got chrome somewhere. Like whether it's in the teeth, it's in the head, it's in the, it's in the arms, it's in the legs, wherever it's at, and you want to do a certain thing and or you want to look a certain way in night city and that's what i went for and 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 honestly i liked it i did the customization of that game made that character feel so unique not one character looked the same in anybody's playthrough and yeah i think that's what that's where that game really shined for me because when i think about playing it again i think about how like my second character that I started working on, I was basically romancing or romanticizing um, Faye Valentine from Cowboy Bebop. Like, I wanted her to be like Faye Valentine. Like, I wanted her to be a pistol gun shooter that also used a samurai sword, but was very corpo. And I, I made that character. And I stopped playing her because I wanted to wait for the patches to come out so that I could actually make her the way that I want her to be made. But those are the, those are the cool things about cyberpunk. Definitely. And I mean, there's, there's quite a, you know, there's a lot more cool things that I think. Oh about it, but yeah, for sure. I mean, and like, but I, yeah, my character real quick, uh, I made him look like corporal, right? You remember the pictures, right? Yeah. Yeah. Her slick bag. <laughs> yeah. He really didn't have much in terms of cybernetics. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just reminded me of my character when I built him. I wanted him to look just like he's going to the office. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> that's cool. And that was the cool thing that, like, like when you open up Cyberpunk twenty seven seven for the first time and you got to create your character, like you were like, "Oh man, this world is gonna be limitless. Like yeah. I'm gonna have everything. Like the, you can't start with this and and not go, not get any better. Like." Maybe, maybe it it did kind of fumble, but I mean, like, it was, it was just such a good way of the way, just a good way to start that game, and and as soon as you jumped in, like immersion wise for like your gameplay, there you know, we uh, no HUDs, no maps, no mini maps, and all that stuff, and it just felt like you were there, like it it really did, and I understand the first person third person argument but I mean like being able to like see the world from your character's eyes and perspective like that was a huge deal that was a huge deal for me because it just made the game seem like it made the city seem alive in night city and especially when when the lights are off and and the the screen is just like neon in your face like yeah. Hey, you went to Vegas a couple of weeks ago. You could tell me if that's how it felt. Like neon was in your face all the time. Yeah, because there was fucking neon outside our apartment window. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, hey, and that's why they use iron shutters. Like they weren't cloth; they were just like iron. So it's like that's a really cool thing, and I think those little details really made that game feel. Yeah, it definitely well felt together. like uh, like Blade Runner. I don't know if you ever watched or, yeah. or Judge Judge Dread. That is the birthplace you know, of cyberpunk, man. Yeah, like that's type. It, it really kind of felt that way. 
uh, I do know that like cyberpunk is an actual like uh, RPG, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like in veins of uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Like there's a cyberpunk RPG out there that people play. So they had so much content, like so much lore to kind of go with. Yeah. Uh, so that's probably why it came out. Like like this, the, like the city came out really good. It was really just execution where they kind of fumbled a little bit. Uh, some would say a lot, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah we'll get in, we can get into that some other time, like glitches and bugs and stuff. But overall, but... I think it was good in terms of lore and immersion. Definitely a step forward. Definitely like if they ever do a second one, it's definitely like a good foundation. You know, you think there should um, be a second one? Like uh, honestly, I don't know. I have not. I haven't got to the end, so I don't know if. There's that's like true something, that's true something like does it end here can they do another they could definitely do another person's story there but well, I think, who knows i think that's the thing that like that's the one thing that's kind of preventing us from really getting into the meat of the of the of the game's longevity because neither of us have like even though i have like 100 hours and you have 50 hours i think we've done the same amount of like story gameplay cuz i've yeah. not i've not gone very far i've gotten I would say halfway through the game, if not a little more. Uh, they did say it wasn't going to be as as long as as um, the Witcher, as the Witcher. Yeah. So I might be closer to the end than you, but I'm just holding off until the game is, you know, playable again. Because at one point it was at one point it was unplayable. Like it was just really bad. Literally unplayable. Yeah. <laughs> and I know there's people that put in way more hours than we did so oh yeah i mean the way that we're playing or at least the way that i'm playing is i'm playing for the story i'm not doing a lot of like going around shooting people just to shoot people (laughs) that's what i did you know that's what i'm saying like i'm not i haven't done any of that i haven't killed anyone that didn't shoot at me first gotta test the engine man (laughs) that was my my excuse for that and so I never had the issue with the cops because I never really attracted to cops. But you should and have. I, That's the point. I don't know. I don't know you if sh- I should. You should have. Yeah, you I'm have... playing the game kind of like for the story and stuff, which is probably the mistake that, uh, you know, they, they decided that they, they did. They didn't know that people were just going to run around shooting everyone. <laughs> How could which... you not? Because, I, you know, in The Witcher, you don't go around killing everyone in town. Yeah, but see, we're not gonna get into this because I already feel it coming, and I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, I'm be- like, that's, I'm being that's what baited. I'm saying. Like, I, I think that's kind of why it was like that. Like the cops were just kind of there; they weren't supposed to be GTA. Like they never said this is GTA Grand Theft Auto, right? You're running from cops. That's kind of like the whole thing. So, in this one, they were just kind of there. I don't think there's been any story where I was being challenged by the police in that game. Or I had to like break into a something for the police, you know what I mean? There's never anything in the story that drove me to have a conflict with the police. They were just kind of there. That's wrong because you because uh, Hidome or whatever his name is, he does tell you to to earn his trust. He asks you to break into a system and to hack something. So like you when you meet him like at I think it's like little like little Tokyo. He he does ask you to break into something to prove that you know how to hack. 
And is it like, a police station or something? No, it's just like you, you, he wants you to hack into the, like the, the place's organization so that he, you prove that one, you can hack, two, that you can be stealthy, and three, that you're willing to follow orders. So like he does tell you that you should do something against the law. And no, and, I'm not saying oh, we're broke a lot of laws. In the game. But I mean, that's what I'm saying though. Like from an immersion perspective, when you break rules in the game, whether it's story based or not, there should be repercussions. And and if I'm, I, I mean, like the situation that I've had with some of the immersion part of the gaming is that if I'm in the middle of a scene of like of of a story of the story part of the game where I'm in a you know gun battle, but I step a little too far outside the zone of where the mission is taking place. And because I'm shooting from where the game dictates, I'm too far out of that. It attracts uh, police's, the police's attention. Like that kind of throws everything off. Like I, I it was such a weird thing and it didn't bother me that I, it, I attracted their attention. That didn't bother me at all. I was like, okay, cool. Like I'm shooting in the middle of the street. They should come after me. But what what threw me off was the fact that, like, once I went into the facility, into the compound of the facility again, like, if I would step back behind the gate and hide behind the trash dumpster to k- take cover, the police were spawning right next to me. Yeah, but now we're getting into glitches and stuff, which is but not that, really the conversation. But my thing is, like, that's, for my immersion, it made that story mission feel so bad. Yeah. Like, I didn't like that. Like, and I would just, drop it down to it being a glitch it is a glitch but i'm saying like from my from an immersion perspective that that's not that kind of ruined that experience for me because it, it, at that point it felt like one of those games where your job is just to shoot everyone in sight and that wasn't necessarily what i was trying to go for but it turned into that and because i i could have easily stealthed myself out of that mission but it didn't happen and I, I, that's that's when I'm like immersion gameplay that ruined that for me. And it was yeah. things like that that caused me to do what I did after, which was I wanted to test the system and see where I can go from there, from there, and see what I what what mess I can start, and if I can get out of it. And yeah, we'll see. Like the whole forty, you played way more obviously than me, so you probably saw. Uh, you played literally double, so yeah, you probably had more interactions with this. But in the whole forty nine hours that I played. I only got uh, with the cops once because I accidentally shot my gun. And the only thing that happened was that that robot thing, that droid was chasing me. Yeah, the drone, yeah. And so I took him out, and that was the only interaction I ever had with the police in the game. So for me, that's why it wasn't a big deal, right? (laughs) Yeah, like that, yeah. But I get it. If you're going around playing, trying to play GTA... um, I'm not talking about you, but other people, and then they're over here complaining about police. It's like, it's not Grand Theft Auto. Look, we just watched a video on like Twitch and their and their lack of uh, of uh, ownership to problems that they have. The internet is made up of mostly ten year olds to nineteen year olds. That is what they're gonna do. Yeah, and and I think that's the thing. You know, it is an M rated game. It shouldn't be these people playing it. But <laughs> that stop you. Do. Did that stop you as a kid? Sometimes, because you couldn't. I couldn't buy the stuff, right? I would just have to go tell my mom, "Mom, buy this game for me." She did stop right? you. But parents nowadays are a little bit more wise to it than they used to be. At I least guess. I hope. Now, so we've we've talked about gameplay. We've talked about like 
NPC interaction. We've talked a little bit about mission interaction from an immersion perspective. Uh, how did you feel about like the overall skill tree of Cyberpunk from an from an immersive perspective? Did you think it like they did uh, that well? They did it. I mean, they did it good for me personally because I like to specialize. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people that goes and picks this, this, that, and that, and this and that. Because then later on, you're just you're kind of a jack of all trades, you know, expert in none type of deal. And then you respec and do it all over again. Oh, I don't know if you can in this game. I think it was like a, a million corpos or something, or a million points. If you can, point. though, yeah, you, you can. Euro dollars or something. Yeah. Sounds called? like fuck. Euro dollars. The euro dollars. Yeah. Euro yeah. Dollars. And so, no, I, I decided from the beginning I was going to put some into stealth. Uh, I was going to put some into just what like a corporate person would do. Mm-hmm. So he was good at like some assault rifles. Shady I didn't stuff. get. I didn't get much into like uh, handguns and stuff. Uh, I kind of wanted him to be able to like pick up a weapon and know how to use it. Yeah. Right. Uh, he wasn't a brawler because I one of the worst things I like about the game was the melee. The melee was just trash in that game. It's a little, it was pretty bad. Yeah, like there's missions because I did play it in like hardest difficulty, and there's missions where it's just impossible yeah. to play the game because of how trashy the the boxing stuff the melee yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Forgot um, about that. I mean, maybe it would be better if I specialized a lot in like melee, but. I'm not going to spend a bunch of hours training my guy to be melee just to finish one mission. So I just skipped them all together. But I will say that that from a merchant perspective, that's pretty cool. It like, is. If yeah. you do do that, that, then you're really earning your keep to be a brawler in that game. And yeah. and it and, and that kind of game, it will pay off for sure. Yeah. So one of these, like maybe if I was like a... You know, an outlaw or whatever, I would go yeah. into it. Or a street kid, he's like a boxer. Mm-hmm. You know, if I ever RP'd that, that'd be dope. That's cool. That's cool uh, just hearing about it. That That's the stuff that I liked about Cyberpunk the most. Yeah. That like right there. pick whoever you want to be and just kind of go that way. Yeah. So yeah. I think the skill tree is cool. Uh, I never got to end game stuff, so I, don't, I can't really talk much about it. But, yeah, I mean, I like the skill tree in the game. Um, what do you think of the skill tree? Do you think they did a fair job of, th- like, letting you pick what you want to do? Definitely. I think the I think the skill tree is another part of the game that makes the uh, the immersion gameplay of it really shine because it's uh, really, really cool. Because, you know, like you said, your, your character was corpo, stealthy, yeah. corpo, assault weapons. My guy is more uh, pistols, hack it, like hack the system. Uh, and just like, basically, he relies a lot on his augmentations, mm-hmm. which is because he's a street kid. He should, and uh, and I I got to a point where like, I I made a I made a decision in this game, which was make a lot of money, keep it, make a lot of money, and spend it, and I basically did what a street kid would do made a lot of money and I spent it and I just blew it on augmentations. So I felt like that's what he would have done. That's what other people would have done in the game in night city. Like that's what they want, right? They, they want to be crumbed out. So I did, 
I got every augmentation that I could afford as I could afford it. So I was going around picking up all kinds of odd jobs. That's why I didn't do the main story too much because I was just doing the driving stuff, doing the uh, breaking and entering thing for the person who owned that district or whatever. Like I was doing all that stuff. Just hustling. Because I wanted to make money. I was just hustling. Yeah, the entire time because I wanted to make that money. And that's what I did. You did. I remember seeing how much money you had at one point. I, I mean, I have a lot, and to this point, I still have a lot, and my augmentations are purple tier, a lot of them. So, I mean, like, I got the hand, the eye, the leg, the arms, the, the combat, uh, the gun, like, the so I could see faster reload, faster draw. Like, I did it all, and it does, it makes a huge difference, especially when you're playing, like, lower-level uh, characters, like once you start going up to other districts where they're a higher level, uh, there's a huge gap, which I did enjoy, because I felt like I felt strong in in what Watson, mm-hmm. the district Watson, but then once I got outside district uh, into some other ones, uh, reality <laughs> was nothing. I was yeah, reality hits you again, which is that's what you would expect, right? Like. Yeah. In your in your neighborhood, you, you may be top shit, but like in someone else, like get in line, son. And that was really cool. But um, I can also speak on my other character that I made was like you know my corpo. Uh, she was she was dainty, so like pistols were a thing for her. But like I only did certain pistols, uh, and then katanas. So she was like your quintessential blade runner kind of character so she'll shoot you up uh maybe mess with your cybernetics for a bit and not so much like to the point where like uh she would just blow you out but like just mess with you enough so she could get the advantage and just go in there with a katana and just chop 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 cut him up and i thought that was that's that's cool man like that's a cool combination and they did that part extremely well and the way that you play that and the way that you do that stuff is awesome i love that part yeah i never thought about what i would do again maybe that that boxer kid sounds pretty cool it does i might try that uh that does sound pretty cool yeah i mean they did a good job and kind of letting you be who you want to be uh i think that was one of their things you know just Mm -hmm. welcome to the city and do what you want kind of thing um, just don't, you know, glitch out. <laughs> Basically, yeah. But I'm really hopeful for the game. I think uh, one day they'll release like the enhanced edition or something and everything's fixed. Because I remember telling you that I didn't play The Witcher for a while just because I wanted all the patches. I want everything to be yeah. done. Because that's kind of how I paid the first ones. You know, I bought into them yeah. like way later, and there was all enhanced edition. All the bugs were fixed, and so that's how I like to play my games, honestly. Except for this one, because I, I mean, I jumped on the hype train. I was really hyped for it. Everybody was a good was, developer. Man, I, mean, I mean, we just promise everywhere, right? It just it just felt cool. Like everyone wants a cool cyberpunk yeah. game. Yes, it's not, and that's yeah, it's not something that is really prominent out there. Like, there's not a lot of it. There's stuff like no. punk. There's like punk yeah. kind of games, 
like uh like Borderlands. I would say like uh, uh over or oh, not Overwatch. What was that one game? Sunset Overdrive. Oh, uh you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, like Sunset kids, Overdrive, yeah. Punk kids kind of thing. Yeah, but that was just a rip off of Infamous Second yeah. Son. Second Son too, that's that, another one. Second Son was very punk yeah. though. I mean, it's like we all want to see that. Uh Yeah. Cyberpunk just kind of took it to a whole other level. I mean, I, I made a I made a point in the show notes that Cyberpunk is basically Shadowrun on glitter, which is yeah, if you haven't played Shadowrun, the, the, which is the D and D game that you were referring to, like the tabletop version of like D and D for futuristic Cyberpunk is Shadowrun, yeah. and glitter is the big drug in uh, <laughs> Cyberpunk. So no, but there is. I mean, I, mean, I know there's Shadowrun, cool. but there is a Cyberpunk. Uh, D&D yeah. game, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where they got most of their stuff. But honestly, I like the concept of Shadowrun a little bit cooler, better, because there's elves, there's trolls and stuff. Yeah. and there's magic. I and really want to yeah. get back into those games. Those games are pretty cool. They were a little hard because I played them hard, and I might just have to... The isometric ones, I just yeah. have to come back a little bit. Those are those are those are good games. Like uh, Shadowrun Tokyo was probably one of my favorite ones because it was the music was so well done, uh, and it just matched the game. But uh, but yeah, like you said, like everybody wants to play that near futuristic world where like there's a fifth element basically. Yeah. Like, like now that I think of that, I want to make a Corbin Dallas character mm. now. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. And those are the, those are the things that I I think were are going to be possible with that game, once it kind of breaks out, but it's got to be patient until they clean it up a bit. Yeah, I think it was released a little too soon and released on too many consoles. Um, oh yeah, I forgot about that. I think if they would have the memes. I think if they would have just done you know final thoughts. I think if they would have just done it on PC first, kind of like other things do mm-hmm. they would have been okay you know but no they got a little greedy or maybe you know whoever owns them or I don't whatever, think that, were like you need I, to get this out i just think the market was not really meant for them to only put it on pc at first yeah like first launch on pc the market demanded that they be everywhere and they just pulled the trigger on a on a, on a <laughs> On something they knew that wasn't gonna work, and they admitted it. And so it's like, yeah, at least they admitted it, that part. So I mean, I get that. We'll see. We'll see the roadmap well. that they put out to fix everything, and mm-hmm. I don't expect to see any DLC anytime soon. I think they talked about well, we it, but yeah, they they did. They talked about it. Uh, we are on the final patch uh, of major patches, so we have broke through all those patchworks now. Uh, we are probably a couple of months now being in May. I know they pushed that back. We're probably too. like, yeah, we're probably like maybe like fall or winter of 2022. No, that's not winter 2022. Like January, February is when we'll see some DLC content. They did say one of them or some of the early stuff is going to be free because of all the inconvenience. Uh, but then they got two major pat- DLCs coming out yeah. that are going to be uh, paid. And hopefully, so, I mean, we'll hopefully they do a great job because from what I understand, the DLC and The Witcher is just top tier, right? 
Oh yeah. So adds like another hundred hours though. Yeah. Which is, is cool. cool. So we'll see. Hopefully they fix it. Um, you know, it is the first time they're doing this type of game. I know we got in an argument like the the people are there to make the code, the stuff's there, but like I mean Yeah. I'm not saying anything. Yeah. It's kinda I think it's a dumb argument, but anyway. It's not. It is, I think so. It, it's really it's kind of like if like, it's kind of like me telling you, "Hey, come fix this server," but I need you, I need you, I need, I need you the we- get it done in an hour. Okay, but if you're gonna reinvent the, it would take me an hour to fix it, but it would take you like a couple days to learn up on it before you can do it. But but the thing is, like, you don't do anything that you can't that hasn't already been done. So like, I don't know how to do those things, and I know that going into it. So what I would do is find a way to kind of learn how to do those things like like i said the simple way of doing this is if you're going to reinvent the wheel you're not going to make it square because a circle allows it to roll and any other shape doesn't do that and cyberpunk didn't they didn't reinvent the wheel but they sure as hell didn't follow the platform to make that kind of game move correctly and that's my whole point yeah it's lame but anyway we'll get into it some other time it's not so you can already hear you can already hear the fire coming back <laughs> in that conversation. I know. I just want to lead you with the uh, with the wanting. God, it makes me so angry. It makes me so mad. And I, I'm always gonna um, post just because I think it's funny. A and B. It's just I don't know. I'm giving giving the benefit of the doubt because I think they did a good job in the previous games. And to branch out on something unknown, I think is brave. Not super brave. Like oh my god, they're heroes. But I think it's, you know, I think a lot of developers should, If it's either they're going to stick to what they know and pump out the same Call of Duty year after year, or they're going to go the freaking, um, what's that, what's that people that made Killzone? And then they branch it off into making, uh, yeah, Horizon. Horizon. So it's like, it's either it's going to be, you're going to push your boundaries of what you can do. But that whole argument right there. Yeah, but it's a different developer, and they did it. They did a great job. So, but the comparison is the same though, because each developer is taking something that they've never done before and trying something new. Yeah, but they did a great job. The foundation, but with the foundation of that game's pre-existed before it, they use it. They use those games as inspirations to create their own game and to make it better. You don't make something. And with the concept, no, that's not like, what I'm talking about. I'm talking good. about just that. Uh, I think it's cool that pe- developers push of what they can do, which is and fine. we'll leave it at that. Anyway, which, next time, I'm just saying you're wrong because you're you're defending this. You're defending what they did wrong. I'm not defending it because they because but you're you're defending what they did wrong because they were brave enough or they took the initiative to do something outside of their box, and that's true. That is absolutely true. That that's, they deserve that's the credit only, for doing that. That's the only. Uh, they deserve credit thing for I'm that, trying to say. but they also des- but they also deserve credit for their shortcomings. And yeah, I'm not saying they, they didn't do it wrong. I'm just trying to give them credit in that point. And you got it. They get credit. And you got it. So now let's move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> before we get before we get into it, because it'll be another two hours or so. It would be. And I don't. And then your boy's not here to back you up. So. All I'm saying is, uh, no, 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 no. See, I knew you were going to say that because all I'm saying is, like, I brought up one comparison and you would have never brought it up 
because I said it. Like, that's exactly why he brought it up. Because you know I was right. That's why he brought up Killzone and Zero and uh, Horizon. Hey, no one's wrong. No one's right. We'll, we'll see. We'll let You're wrong. Like or, or, or retweet if you think JC is right. Retweet if you think I'm that's right. That's a good... Uh, I like what you're yeah. doing there. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll put a poll up. <laughs> is Fredo wrong? Yes. No, you got to listen to the right? podcast, and yeah. then we'll go up on the retweets. So. No, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. We'll wait. Let's not get a poll wait. up there. That's, no one's going to know what the fuck wait we're talking about. Wait for you to about. be wrong. Wait for you yeah, to be wrong. Yeah, there's, too much, there's a lot of hate. You're going to win, obviously. Anyways. <laughs> anyways. All right. So, yeah. So, Cyberpunk is, is overall a good game. It's a great game, and it's great for people who are looking for... Uh, a futuristic RPG game that is based in a Blade Runner, Shadowrun like environment, and it's really cool. And it's got a lot of it's got a lot of potential, man. And that's that's the one thing that I would definitely stand on the edge of. Like it has a lot of potential. It does, but it, it kind of had it its moment to come out strong, and I don't know. Yeah, but they've already said that they want this to be a game that's going to be around for a while. And to for for they want people to play this game more and more. So, I I I'm still holding on to my personal belief of what the game is going to evolve into, and we'll wait for like maybe the third time we cover this again. If uh, anything, like you know, people compared like you said earlier, people compared it to No Man's Sky. People love that game now. No. So No Man's Sky came out of nowhere. It literally came out of nowhere, and they just like they shaked it up and they fixed everything and. I think everybody forgives him for it. And so hopefully that happens here. Only time will tell. I'm still disappointed in the patches. Yeah, see? But No Man's Sky had like three years before they came back, so it's only been... <laughs> I, wanna, I don't want to wait It's only been long. like five months. It's going to be like a it's year. It's only like five months, so... It's going to be a year in December. Yeah, I'll give them, I'll give them a couple... I'll give them a couple years. If I come back in a couple years and the game is still buggy... Like, I'm just going to put it away and chalk it down as maybe the next game will be better. As JC was right. So. That's what you're going to chalk it down as. I mean, so? <laughs> <laughs> we'll no, we'll I don't, know. Well, I, I think can admit the fee. It's not a problem. But right now, I think you're I think wrong. We'll so know. I think we I think we will know that if they give up on this game, if they just move on to another If one. they do Anthem, you know, style. Like, those who just gave up on it. <sighs> Those dudes did like give literally. up on those games. Good job, Anthem, for giving up. See, I appreciate when a developer knows when to turn in the towel. Like, just to throw it in. Just like, we, we quit. Like, our game is trash. You can't they fix it. They the same with Andromeda. <laughs> EA? It's a pattern now. <laughs> is it better? No, it's a pattern. Oh, pattern. They, they just they gave up yeah. on Andromeda. They didn't want to fix it. We need to talk about developers and and what they're doing, but yeah, you're right. Like EA is, I'm disappointed with EA. I don't think they've been good. I don't think they. Now that I think about it, have has EA ever been good? They were good in the past. Origins was they were good. good in the past. Was was it EA? Or was it Origins that was like good? everyone? Uh, it was mostly like dice. That's like people really liked, like their Battlefield Two. Uh, yes, the Battle Start. Uh, Battle. Uh, What's the one? The Star Wars one? Battle Battlefront Battle Two Battle and whatever. Mm-hmm. Those were all awesome. People really hold them to high regards. 
Mm-hmm. But I think once like companies like that get swallowed up, kind of like Activision and Blizzard and stuff like that, people start doing mergers and uh, companies like I mean like like developers get to the point where like anyone's really irreplaceable. Like then it starts getting kind of lame. Like for an example, if right now we like uh, Larian Studios, right? We know Sweeney is yes. like the guy, the main guy there. If Sweeney ever left and they just brought in someone else because Battles, you know, Divinity 3 is doing really good and they just start bringing random people. The CEO left. Now they're just hired a random guy. It has nothing to do with games. And all they yeah. want is profits. And that's kind of what happened to EA. Right. So the, all the main people left. All the people who actually had heart and were making the games and wanted the game to be good and had pride yep. in what they put out. That's the big word right there, pride. It's, once that's gone, you know, you, you get you get the EAs, you get the Call of Duties. You get the Ubisofts the Ubisofts, now. Ubisofts, like, I remember when Assassin's Creed came out, like, we want it to be historic, you know, weapons are historic to the so era. So much promise. Stuff like that. Now there's, like, you know, you're fighting dragons and shit. Like, how do you fall so far from, like, being on the edge of 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 a new way of gaming with with having a, a female lead game developer to cutting out female characters because women don't sell video games like and it's that you it's fall so far the people the people the original people leave and then they can't take their ip with them so it stays there and it just tries to generate money and Jade Raymond still holds a holds a special place in like my gaming heart because like she is, she she's she kind of is what what brought me back to gaming like on a on that level. Well, she's she's a pioneer for women for sure in the video game industry. Oh yeah, for developers in general, like huge. But I mean, like psh, Ubisoft, what happened to y'all? And now we're seeing it. I mean, the games that are standing out, Valheim, freaking. Indie, indie games. games, games that are coming mm-hmm. out of left field for people who actually have pride in their shit that they put out. Um, Based off the community and what the community yeah. wants and what they what they feel, uh, Larian is doing right now with Baldur's Gate. So I mean, if we want to like, talk that's... about it, like Death Stranding, you know, I like it. Hideo Kojima started his own company. This is the first mm-hmm. game he put out. Uh, so weird. It is a weird ass game, that... but like. It's flawless, dude. I don't that, know. I don't know what's going game. on. It did come out for several years ago, but I haven't ran into a single glitch. Um, everything runs fine. It's smooth as fuck. Like, it just plays good. <laughs> There's stuff that, like, you just sit back and are like, holy shit. You know, that's cool. That's And I think that that really makes the game more enjoyable. Because, like, even, like, like, I'm going to touch on, on consoles here for a second because, like, Santa Monica Studios is what they were doing with, like, God of War. Like, being having a PS5 and playing God of War again on a PS5 and, and the fact that they, like, took the time to kind of render it for a better machine to kind of bring more dynamic feel so that someone can, like, for the first time or going back the second or third time and playing it again can re-experience flawlessness yeah. of what is a great game. Like that, that says a lot about that co- that developer and that and company. I'll, I'll and say just it right like, now. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No, no, no. That's it. Like, like just what they feel about their game. Like, that's the respect mm. that goes into their product. Not say EA. 
and like freaking the trilogy, Mass Effect trilogy, if it's fucking mm. buggy, you guys are fucking trash. Like I don't care. You took a game that was already yep. running and try to polish yep. it up, and if you ruin it, I'll think I'll consider purchasing. That's it for EA. Yeah, like that's it. It's not, it's a that's game it. that people hold in such high regards. Mm-hmm. If you fuck it up, like there's no coming back, dude. Like, like and I and I'm trying to like play Andromeda right now because I want to kind of just playing it a little bit. Like I've only put like maybe like two three hours into it, and I've had like I've had problems like like stutterings, crashings, like just overall like performance pro- issues with the game. And I'm reading a lot of people are saying like, oh, this is just what EA does. Like they patched it two times and then they left it. And that's not on top of the fact that like they killed so much of that game story. They killed so much of the game's DLC and its extra content. Like all the things we wanted to experience because if you've played Mass Effect before and you love Mass Effect, you'll know that Quarians also went out that way. And yet for some reason, they're just gone. Like they cut them out and... Once I heard that from our but from our other buddy in the Discord, like Set, who comes on the podcast every once in a while, that was it. I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm not playing this game because I'm not. I can't. I don't get to experience my favorite race in this game. No. Like, like that's not fun. And Maybe they're holding it on because I heard the next one is going to be you know Andromeda again. Maybe they're holding it off for the next game. You could keep so, hope, but, right? Yeah, you keep hope, but I mean, like, that's, how, how long are you going to, you know, with the debacle, which I don't think it was that big of a deal with the ending of Mass Effect. I didn't League, experience it at all because I played it way later, so it didn't bug me. Yeah, I, I didn't, it I didn't bother me either because when I played it, I felt like it was, I was fine. But I mean, like, but then going into Andromeda and then doing with, what they did with Andromeda and then abandoning it, like some people will say, like on Reddit, I don't know what EA's plan is, like... I think the big merger for EA Play and to Steam was a smart idea. Yeah. It made them it made them relevant final again. But I mean like after that, like what what else you got? Like squadrons? Star Wars squadrons? Like I mean they do have us. the new Dragon Age coming. Um they do have some stuff that I'm excited for because they hold I, they hold some really good IPs, right? And that's that's the only and thing that's keeping them relevant. That's the biggest fear. Yeah, that's and that's the biggest fear though for so many fans though, because like, you know, the Dragon Age community is like, they they fawn over that series, and I and I'm part of it, and I love the series, but I am so scared <laughs> that EA is gonna do something dumb with it. They already went back on what they were gonna do. They said it. They right? did. They did because they went out and they got one of the, the the first creators and writers from Origins, and they went out and they got that person because they knew damn well if they mess this up, if they mess the next Mass Effect up, and they don't do the next series, they don't redo the reboot well enough. That's it. And like they also, it is trash. Dragon Age was supposed to be like a uh, what they call those game it was a live service game. Yeah. Right. So they went back and said it's going to be a single player, which was smart. It is because if it was live like, service, I probably wouldn't have played. No, I mean, who who wants to like like people have tried that? 
It doesn't There's work. There's games the out there if you there. want that, right? ESO. You want something right. like that? Go play Elder Scrolls Online. Or... But basically you're saying go play an MMO. Yeah. And if that's what you want to do, then welcome to the last 10 years of my life where it's just like MMO all the time and nothing else. Yeah. So, and, and you don't want Hopefully that. they're listening. People can change. Companies sometimes can change. Really depends on who's at the front. Fix your shit, EA. You know? If they care more about profits than the actual content they're putting out, then, you know, you get stuff like, I don't know. Money talks, dude. Money talks. We'll see what happens. But moving on to money. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we got a little little, uh, off the topic there, but that was our, uh, yeah, that was our uh, chat about cyberpunk and there's still some uh unleft fights there between me and jc that we might touch up on it in the future i think ding i think ding. we gotta i definitely gotta be a little drunk just to make it a good conversation <laughs> get a little heated i might even walk out <laughs> it, it'll be a special we'll see <laughs> i can see that happening we, i, I, I need what? i need a hype man Ooh, on my he- side uh, who was on my side? Are we doing this again? You want to do it again? David's on your side. No one's They're on my side. Y'all ganging up on my ass. I couldn't even talk. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> like, oh, God. <laughs> Anyways. So, and you know, you know the Digi Tavern. I remember and, it very differently. You know the Digi Tavern, and we're based off of <laughs> Dallas, so we do like to... Start a topic trend, uh, which is uh, Dallas Gaming News. Uh, JC is going to talk to us TM. about Envy Gaming and what's going on with them. So the cool thing about being in the Dallas-Fort Worth area is that we have a ton of opportunity to talk about esports. Dallas is quickly growing in the community of, of gaming. It is quickly growing in the in and the boom that is esports and Envy Gaming is one of those lead. Uh, runners here now we did a couple of uh stories about them a couple of months ago and how they're teaming up with a company from england and building up some gaming hubs here in north texas which is going to be really really cool in the in the near future i think we're about a year and a half if not two years away from that happening um but not much else has been said about that but envy gaming which is also a big part of dallas fuel and csgo and call of duty uh, they are making some big strides in making the Dallas, ma- making the Dallas, making the city of Dallas, an even bigger conglomerate conglomerate for esports. So they've actually done this really cool donation of forty million dollars invested to get esports into the city of Dallas and become a bigger factor. And this is really cool because I know Fredo and I like one of the things that we're not talking about, but we want to talk about, but we don't we can't really talk about is what we're going to ultimately do when the city really becomes like a gaming mecca and envy gaming is going to be one of those lead docs that does it and the digi tavern is hoping to become one of those uh people that helps just build it up as well um uh, and i always like we you know here we always like to keep things local sometimes and sticking with the theme of local gaming communities the guys at LAN all night, not executor or executator, God. but 
Eradicator. I did. You know what? I thought about this. And I went and and I know I, I hope he's listening to this. I, I'm going to send this to him at some point. During that during that interview, I he was messing with cards before we started. And I saw that he was messing around with Pokemon cards. And I think that triggered something in my head that made Eradicator or turned Eradicator into Executor. And I was like, where am I getting this from? I went back and watched it on YouTube, which you should follow the Digitavern YouTube. It's a pretty cool channel. We do card pack openings for Pokemon. And uh, Fredo likes to open up boxes for uh, his audiophile needs. Uh, he was just like flipping through Pokemon cards. He threw me off. Huh. It's his fault. <laughs> it's his fault. <laughs> no, that's that's definitely my bad. Uh, but these guys are getting ready to have their next land, which is uh, the was it Empire Strikes the Land Strikes Back? I believe it's called. I think it was like Land Return of the Lands. Return of the Lands. No, Silence of the Lands was the last one. This one's Land Wars. Land mm-hmm. Wars? I thought it was Return of the Lands because, you know, COVID's practically over now. Well, it might people. be Land Wars, Return of the Lands, actually. Let me look it up. While he looks that up, these dudes are, are making a huge splash in the gaming community because they have sold out their initial rounds of seats for Land on Nightfest. And that's big news, man. Like, uh, even though, like, we're not a part of, like, we're not with them, like in the in the doings of this stuff. I think I can speak on Fredo, uh, on behalf of Fredo, when I say we are so proud of them. Like they they literally started with like a tiny little land that no one heard about, and have grown into this huge thing now. Like what do they've had like four land parties now, in like two years? Something like that. They're consistent, which is good. And they are, and I think. Maybe we even thought like it would be like a once a year thing, but no, they're they're coming strong two, twice a year. And so yeah, that'll be on May fourteenth through the sixteenth. Um, I think there might be some tickets left. I think they opened up a little more. Yeah, I did. I mean, any information you want, just go to landonnight.com and you can pick up your tickets or whatever. And the Great Wolf Lodge is a uh, cool place to stay. Uh, we've done it twice. We've stayed there twice. And uh, no complaints. Nope. Uh, for the most part. There's a lot of kids. There's sometimes. just a lot going on that we couldn't attend this time. But uh, definitely looking forward to if they do have one in the fall. Yeah, for sure. That'd be awesome. And uh, we'll definitely be counting up for that one. So uh, with that being said, let's move into the outro of this podcast, Fredo. All right, guys. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, this was the Digitavern 30th episode. We're hoping to get these going more often, and uh, you can catch us on the next one. But until then, follow us on Twitter, at the Digitavern. Watch JC open up some more card packs and get swindled out of some money. in Not from StockX, <laughs> because they suck. Get swindled off some more money God. over on our YouTube channel, the Digitavern. $180. And uh, you can find us now on Anchor. Uh, that's We're kind of promoting that. They haven't paid us or anything, but they've made life easier for JC to get metrics, to upload content, and just spread out the message that we're trying to do here. So 
This is very true. If you're starting a podcast, I highly recommend Anchor now. They make it so much easier for you, and uh, they let people like me get some sleep every once in a while. Yeah. It's nice. And we're going to give a shout-out to um, Geek Grind. JC has been drinking that. Oh, um, yeah. I'm looking forward to I, trying I'm still, it. I'm still burning. I still need to go try it. Oh, man. You need to uh, – we need to have, like, a LARPing session. <laughs> and then just like have a bunch of coffee. like I remember our early it, like the early D and D sessions that would be dank you know bust out the yeah that actually bust out would the D grind really cool. so shout out to those oh, guys yeah. doing a good job over there uh, and uh, yeah thank you for listening see you guys next time peace no hand bone today. Ooh.